Hello, and welcome back to ASI Primetime Week 3 Preview. I am your host, Bill, joined by my co-host, Chopo. How's it going? Great as always, Billy. Great as always. Always uh-huh. good when you win, the Giants win, and then you just beat everybody's ass on the waiver wire. And then you talk shit about everyone on Wednesday night. I mean, yep, the American dream. Nothing gets me more charged up. <laughs> So we're going to start off by touching on the waiver wire, then we'll, as always, go through all the matchups, give a little pick recap, and then per Husser's suggestion, one of our avid listeners, we will do our best bets of the week, and that will be included in the pick moving forward. And then, yeah, we still need to figure out the stakes of this, but as always, any suggestions are welcomed without yeah and uh, and for the pick them i'll also be putting together a spreadsheet so that you guys can see who picked against you every single week and rub it in their face poe loves spreadsheets so should be a match made in heaven over there without further ado let's get into this week's waiver wire recap so i think the big the big story here is 53 dollars on garrett wilson any any comments any you i think you got to defend yourself against uh <clears throat> an angry mob of haters outside Listen, your doorstep my soul so here's the thing and let me just break down my exact mental processing last night i'd love to take a yeah. deep dive into your brain i started at 17 dollars. i was like you know this is probably a fair price i think he'll probably go for around like 21 maybe i'll miss out on him and then i read an article like hyping him up and i was like you know maybe i'll go like 35 like i kind of want this guy now and then i was like looking around the league at who had wide receivers and i was like damn everybody's wide receivers kind of fucking suck outside of like a few teams here and there like curtis has strong receivers rasp has strong receivers um i uh wells has strong receivers i'm thinking off the top of my head i'm like damn there's like a good chance that like eight teams are going to be putting in bids for Wilson. So I was like, you know what? The upside is there. He's a number 10 pick. He's getting targeted out the ass. He's got two touchdowns already, or I think uh, three, right? Through two weeks. Like he's clearly the guy in that he offense. Had one that week tra- one, to be honest. I think it was a random tight end. No, he, he had that. Uh, no, he had that random garbage time touchdown at the end week one in that Jets pitiful performance. But it seems like to me that the Jets are going to actively get him involved. So I just don't see where else on the waiver wire there's going to be upside at the wide receiver position that you're getting with Garrett Wilson. Like, we have a pretty competitive league. And I think for the most part, maybe in the earlier years, like guys weren't stashed that were kind of hidden gems. But I feel like as we've evolved as a league, people are getting a lot smarter and like those guys like all of these rookies billy are owned you know like this is the only guy on the waivers that's like a high upside rookie yeah we're on a charmeleon shit evolving constantly you know what i'm saying yeah like we're it's 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 abundantly like apparent that abundantly apparent. yeah (laughs) get that on a (laughs) t-shirt yeah teams from like the first year in the league as opposed to now like everybody's fully bought in you know 
So I feel like these guys early on in our waivers, at least the last few years, like last year it was Cordero Patterson and Elijah Mitchell. I feel like you need to jump on these guys early because like the upside isn't there later in the season. Like yeah. you're basically hoping for an RB injury later in the season. There's not too many surprises past week four or five for the most part, barring like a significant running back injury for the most part. So I, I don't hate the logic, but it is just funny, like a $53 on yeah. what could be a flash oh, in the pan jet receiver who has Joe Flacco fl- thrown to him. So you it's got, you got your flack. Amount. Yeah, it's an egregious amount, but I feel comfortable with it. I mean, uh, receiver is probably my weakest position right now, and I still think I have some good guys there. It's just I, I just want it more depth, and I, I love the upside of Garrett Wilson. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think the other significant addition, especially after the trade today, is Tua going to Corey for 23. Any thoughts there? Um, Personally speaking, uh, I think Tua is fine. I just don't know if he's worth the $23 ad just because he had like an, an outstanding week against a Ravens defense that honestly isn't that great like they've only played the Jets so far and I believe wasn't uh Marcus Peters was playing right but I think Marlon Humphrey was out for the Ravens if I'm thinking about that correctly isn't he their other corner I don't know for a fact what the kind of secondary situation is but I mean just using your same logic I don't hate him getting a quarterback for 23 when he desperately needed one I think he obviously has a much higher upside than Derek Carr I think that's abundantly apparent. I would I would agree with you that his ceiling at least at this point in time is higher than Derek Carr's yeah so the only thing with him is if Tua doesn't work out he kind of needs to pick up a quarterback every week Troy's in a similar situation Steve potentially is in, in a similar situation so yeah I guess you might want honestly money the bigger yeah the bigger story here too is like Steve really needed a quarterback you know Corey wasn't necessarily in a absolute utter need like Derek Carr was still giving him at least streaming QB level performance but like Steve lost Trey Lance like I I think we talked about it yesterday I was really expecting him to leave today with Tua and like it almost ends up screwing him because then he has to trade an uh, an asset in Devonta Smith who I think last week showed like he's going to be involved in the offense you know how much you're starting Devonta Smith though I I think that was really a nothing burger for the most part I think he's got a lot I think his upside is higher than Derek Carr's so I would have rather spent the money on Tua than to trade an asset in Devonta Smith who I think has I mean he went for Tua he got beat by two dollars and kind of needed some sort of how much do you think Tua should have gone for like how much if would you have put like put in onto if you needed a QB this week. If I needed a QB, I think this is around the right value personally. Cause who knows? Maybe maybe he does have a great year. I don't know if he's doing that every week. Like I've seen Tua for two and a half years in the or two two years and change. So I I still don't know if it's a permanent option, but it, it's worth a shot, you know, if he just randomly gets a top 10 quarterback off the waiver wire off his couch, you know, it, it could very well work out. So I don't hate the move at all by Corey and he, he kind of needs to act. We'll get into his team, but I think he is potentially, he's starting to hear the chirps and they're starting yeah. to become a little more realistic to him that a three P at least as his team stands currently is not 
gonna happen unless he kind of makes some moves. So I get him kind of getting him off his ass here. Yeah, I guess the other we'll talk about Corsine, but the other thing is like by trading Derek Carr, he also loses that Carr Waller stack, which I mean Carr wasn't performing amazing, but just another thing to think about. Um, but yeah, I think we could probably move on. The other guy, I think this week that. I think we have to talk about, but it's not necessarily something we have to spend a lot of time on, is Higby. I thought yeah. he looked pretty good last week. Mm-hmm. I did have him on my team. I, I dropped him because I accidentally paid for him. Um, but, yeah, I think that was a good ad. I, I was trying to add him again this week for a lower cost. I'm not surprised that Troy's the person who got him because Troy had the need after Dalton Schultz yeah. went down. It's a perfectly fine ad, 11 bucks, not going to bankrupt yeah, you. I think and that's, then it's probably yeah. almost an equal value tight end to i think he's a high upside play he's like he's like that waiver wire tight end like i think everett last week or like i ended up getting engram which i don't want to talk about him at all he sucks and i hate that i picked him up but i think higby is a pretty good ad i think he's gonna be we'll talk about him a little bit later um but i I think he's gonna you know perform for fantasy like have a, a top 10 top 12 tight end finish so He's a good plug-and-play while you wait to hear more on Dalton Schultz. Yeah, 100%. And then I think kind of the last thing, it's a bunch of nothing burgers for the most part. No offense to uh, Kenyon Drake going to Travis, but it's the Giants defense by me. Beating you out by a dollar just couldn't have been sharper. And now I have defense one, you know, so... We'll yeah, if, if I kinda... didn't spend so much on Garrett Wilson, I would have spent more on the Giants defense, I think. I would have spent at least 51 on it, but I didn't have enough fab. But yeah, so that's a great instant plug into my lineup. I expect them to kind of start every single week until the championship. So it's kind of the last stone in my Infinity Gauntlet, and now I'm ready to get get rolling here. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they let up any points this Monday against Dallas, so it's definitely a strong pick. KT's back, Especially baby. if KT and Ojari are back. It looks like they might be back this week. So I wouldn't be surprised if they overtake the Bills as the number one defense in the league, honestly. They are going to hurt that boy, Cooper Rush. I cannot wait for Monday. Is there anything else you want to talk about here? Any any other ads that like interest you from this week? Nah, not at all, really. I, I think we can move on to getting excited for Thursday and Sunday here with the actual matchups, if you are ready as well. Yeah, let's fire it up. Cool. All right, let's get into Steve versus Troy. One and one Steve heads into the undefeated Troy. A little bit of a surprise there, potentially, but back-to-back fairly strong outings, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's a surprise that Troy's actually has a winning team so far through two weeks. But seems like it's been forever, right? Yeah, it's been at least three years. <laughs> Let's start over there then, while we're talking about him. It looks like he's rolling out Carson Wentz against Philly. You like that matchup at all? You expect another solid performance? I want. I want nothing more from this weekend, and I hate to root for the Eagles. I want nothing more this weekend than for Carson Wentz to just throw three picks be an absolute dud and suck this week i would just i just want to see philly's reaction and i also (laughs) just think it's going to be hysterical like i i feel like he left philly like he had like this prima donna kind of attitude about him when he left philly and like i don't know i would just love to see him get shit on by his old team It, it i'm just rooting for like kind of a disaster here 
I'm completely the opposite. Philly's on top of the world right now. It'd be hysterical if the dude they ran out of town <laughs> just dicked him down. It would be great. I don't know. I I don't like Carson Wentz maybe as a person, so I just would love to see him. But get you shit like on. all the degenerate Eagle fans as people? Like you think they're better people than him? He's just as bad as them. I just <laughs> I'm rooting for the more hysterical storyline would be. In my opinion, Carson Wentz just getting absolutely dumpstered on. Oh, we got a division to win. We need Carson Wentz to take over <laughs> Philly here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can do it next time. In it, it would be funnier if he shit on them in Philly than if he were at home in Washington. Fair enough, fair enough. Derrick Henry, does he bounce back at all? Javante, does he bounce back at all? I, I think Henry has the better matchup against the Raiders, who seemingly are kind of a mess, versus Javante. Does, I feel like he might struggle again in San Fran potentially I think honestly of these I I don't hate either of these guys I think this week um the biggest concern for me is really just Derrick Henry's offensive line but at Las Vegas like through two weeks like them and the Titans are kind of in the same spot for me they're both 0-2 teams they they kind of both suck a little bit um I just think that the Titans kind of need Henry to get activated and in my opinion, like Las Vegas isn't that great of a, a, a running defense. I, I don't think they're going to really stop Henry effectively, but I'm not expecting like some kind of boom week out of Henry. I'm expecting at least a manageable RB2 kind of level week this week. I think you can top like a nice 18 here, which would be good. Javante, I, I worry about. I think it would be hysterical if Denver just continues to kind of flounder especially san fran seems like they're kind of reborn here with jimmy g yeah the the biggest thing for or javante this week is if you look at fantasy performance through like kind of the first two weeks the 49ers are the seventh best against the run in half point ppr and then that's fantasy we're talking about right but if we're just talking about best run defense in the league san francisco's number two I don't expect Javante at least to be successful at all on the ground, and nothing from the Broncos' offense has made me believe that, you know, there's another way that they can get him involved to absolutely shit on the 49ers this weekend. So I don't I don't like this matchup for Javante. His, his way to get points this week is going to be if he can get more dump-offs from Wilson like he did in Week 1. I don't think he's going to do it on the ground. Fair. And let's move to Jalen Waddell against the Bills. Do you think Miami kind of hangs around with them, or do you think they kind of get their humble pie after a hot start? I, I expect... Um, do you know what the line is for this game? I think it's All six. Chance. Yeah, I expect the Bills to cover, but I don't expect the Dolphins to get blown out. I think Mike McDaniels through two weeks has shown he's a pretty competent coach. He's gone up against John Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, and he's won. And he came from behind 21 points in the fourth quarter. Miami might be a little gassed considering, you know, like that's a huge win. Like they're kind of in for a letdown. It's a close divisional match. It's a divisional matchup. So if they're six and a half point favorites, especially I, I think this is in Miami. Correct. So they're six and a half point dogs at home. Miami. Uh, it's just six. But yeah, it is in Miami. Six. Okay. Yeah, I think Miami covers it. it does that answer your question i think miami covers so i don't expect waddle to have a terrible week i just don't think he's gonna repeat last week obviously 
Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time reading this because, I mean, just NFL fan fiction, I kind of want Miami to kind of show that they can compete with the Bills and then we get like a six-second matchup down the line with them. For, yeah, I, would, the I division, mean, I, but, I'm definitely going to be watching this game for sure. But I don't know. The other half of me, it's just like I could see like 40 to 14 Bills. I, I don't really... The, the Bills just haven't been stopped at all whatsoever and i don't know if miami's the team I don't, I don't know if they're ready yet for this spot i still feel like you're probably like this is why it's hard for me too i i agree with what you're saying it's hard for me too because like you're just thinking of miami of the past and like no i mean it's I... so hard to think that like I, I don't know with the way the bills look like yeah they look like world beaters but miami looks pretty fucking good too like i'd be shocked if they got i'd be a i wouldn't be shocked if they got blown out but I guess I'm leaning towards they're, they're going to keep it close. So, I mean, I, I think that just to circle this back to Jalen Waddle, I, I think if it's a blowout, then he's potentially not going to break 20. But, I mean, anything other than that, I, I expect another good week out of him, I imagine, especially if they have to throw the ball the whole time to kind of keep up with the pace of Buffalo scoring. I think this is a totally serviceable wide receiver one play. Yeah, I think he's definitely – but he's going to be in that 10 to 20 area at worst. I don't think he's going to have any sort of bust game. Cooks, I think, potentially more of the same. I don't really love the Chicago matchup, potentially, but it's just he consistently gets you 15 every week, so I'm not really going to take a hard stance in either direction against Yeah, Chicago isn't like a terrible defense in the air. They're really just a terrible rushing defense, so... I do think that Cooks is a fine play, but he's really at this point in time, like to me, and I've said it a bunch of times, like his main value comes from just how over-targeted he is by Davis Mills. So he's going to be there in that wide receiver too. He's going to get Troy 12 points, you know, right around that target area. And it's like kind of just your perfect play for an RB too. His ceiling isn't, I don't think his ceiling is ever going to really be what it was like the, the Brandon Cooks of old when he used to be on the Saints and the Rams, um, but I think he's still a, a good play for RB2, or a wide receiver too. Then Higby, we kind of talked about in the waiver wire. We can kind of skip over him. Michael Thomas against Carolina. Oh, Carol- Billy, actually, <laughs> this is going to shock you about Higby. <laughs> Let's actually go back and talk about Higby, because he's actually my boom of the week this week. For oh, okay. Troy's team. <laughs> I'm going with a tight end. I It feels gross to even say this, but what I was thinking about over the week is like, it's too easy to choose guys that, you know, are kind of studs. So I'm trying to go for kind of these outlier picks more often. So Arizona is one of the worst defenses in the league against tight ends. So last week I loved seeing that Stafford was spreading the ball around. He's showing some signs of competent QB play as opposed to week one. And then on top of that, he's playing the Cardinals this week who through two weeks are allowing like, 29.5 points to fantasy tight ends or 29.5 through two weeks so they're kind of up there yeah they're they're really kind of one of the worst tight end matchups for for a a, from an offense or a defensive perspective so i like higby this week i think he's going to repeat last week and i think the difference is just going to be he's going to get a touchdown so he's probably going to end up i would think around 17 18 points this week noted we'll put i'd say pop that in the excel sheet as well keep track of these that way for the recap we get a little more juice 
Yeah, I could do that. But let's move to Michael Thomas. I think Carolina's defense isn't horrible. The problem is I don't expect the Panthers to move the ball at all. And I think the Saints kind of bounce back. So I think Michael Thomas will do fine here. I, I think he's it's just more of the same from him. I don't know if really anything. Yeah, I, I think Michael changes. Thomas is a, is a great wide receiver to flex play. And he's proven it this year that he's going to get targeted. Jameis Winston kind of went back to his old ways of just absolutely chucking the ball last week and not really caring about turnovers. So if he continues to play like that, I think Michael Thomas is just going to get fed. Um, I think him and Olave are pretty good plays this week, personally. Nothing about Carolina's pat, like pass defense really shocked me last week. I didn't think they were that good. I think they what they were doing. Rush. Yeah, I think that what they corners. were better at, though, is uh, run defense. And one of the things that I think you'll agree with me is New Orleans has a little bit of a better offensive line than the Giants. So I don't expect them to really have issues this week with Carolina. Fair enough. And then just bench wise, no really receivers I would imagine play. And then Dobbins is back, which is fun. And then James Robinson, who's been pretty consistently decent. I think yeah, it'll, I it'll think get interesting this week. Him. He'll start yeah. panicking on the top tier guys, potentially with some Robinson or Dobbins. But I mean, would you being, play Robinson over either yet. of these guys? Not yet. I I'd, I'd roll I almost, out yeah. one more time potentially, but it would be so hard to stomach. But yeah, I mean, you, you got to let it roll. The one Chargers' run defense did not look good last Thursday. You got to be at least thinking about it. Like if I was Troy and I He's had think, those I two think he stinkers is thinking about from it. Henry, like I would be thinking. He's not about thinking it. about it over Henry. I think it's he's thinking about it over Javante. But time will tell. Yeah. That's a tough position to be in where you have these guys you want to perform, but, like, you have somebody on the bench who can probably get you guaranteed, like, 15 points. And that's fantasy, baby. But let's go ahead to Steve's team. So he's got Carr coming in. He's not going to show up on the roster now. And then you got Goff versus Minnesota. And then Carr is against, where do we see it? Tennessee. They're playing Aaron, or yeah, Tennessee. Sorry. So, who would you go with there? Who do you think would be the better option? I mean, I, this is also why I didn't. I I don't love the Derek Carr trade. I would play Jared Goff over him, wouldn't you? After these first two weeks, with how good the Lions' offense looks. But Goff wasn't necessarily letting it up numbers wise. But I mean, neither was Carr. That's why it doesn't make. I a mean, ton last of sense week he threw four I, touchdowns. I He's showing way more of a ceiling than Carr has. I agree with weeks. that. And the Lions offense looks a lot better than the Raiders offense. So, I, I mean, especially after the schlacking that Minnesota just took over the air by Jalen Hurts, like, I think golf is a better play than Carr this week, personally. And, and he, could be the better well play rest may of the season. Ride with that. I think yeah. maybe he just wants some options. That way he doesn't have to necessarily dig in the waiver wire every week, but... I mean, we'd, ha- we'd have to ask him specifically what the thought process is. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he just arrived. Yeah, maybe off. he's playing matchups every week. Like, this week I would like I would like the Minnesota matchup, I think, more than the Titans matchup. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I-, I imagine they'll be in the same-ish ballpark, but I, gu- I guess we'll see. And then let's just go to the running backs rather than just kind of the indecisiveness there. Eckler and Jones rolling them back out again. Favorable matchup for Eckler. I imagine he has his first really good day against Jacksonville. 
and then Jones. It's kind of unfortunate. A big week last week, and then now he's in Tampa Bay. Do you expect him to kind of repeat that week two production or a bit of a down? No, Jones is actually my my bust of the week this oh. week. This matchup. Um, and like this is the life you live when you have Aaron Jones. It's just like it's on again, off again. But my main reason kind of to go to go this route this week is that Tampa Bay's defense right now is only allowing 85 on the ground per week. And so, you know, that's kind of middling uh, tier like uh, rushing defense. But the, the biggest issue is that that 85 on the ground doesn't mean anything because they're not allowing people to score on the ground. They're third against fantasy running backs this year. So I'm really expecting a low scoring defensive battle here between Brady and Rodgers. And I think that's something if you said it four years ago, everyone would be shocked. But I think looking at the defenses this year for Green Bay and Tampa Bay, like I'm really expecting a low scoring game. And I just think that Jones isn't going to score a touchdown. So it's a 50-50 or not necessarily that Jones Jones won't score a touchdown, but it's a 50-50 shot between him and Dylan. And like I don't love that in a matchup where I'm not expecting a lot of points that he has to split touches evenly with another another running back. Fair enough. Uh, I'm with you there. Tampa Bay is a tough place. Uh, Eckler, I'm not worried about. about. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a bit of the same story as far as the running backs and even the quarterbacks. It's kind of the stream option. Your guy you expect to get it going. Your guy who you kind of are a little meh on, despite like yeah. a nice name or a nice hopes and high draft capital. Let's go to the receivers with Michael Pittman coming back against Kansas City. I don't know if I love this necessarily just because the Colts were just so scarily bad last week. But I think that uh, you Pittman play is the safety valve for Matt Ryan. So I think Matt Ryan stinks on ice. Don't get me wrong. But I still think Pittman is a good enough player that he's going to get his. I just don't think he's going to... I guess I'm actually wrong. I, I think he'll probably be fine from a fantasy perspective. I'm not expecting him to repeat like the Mike week Williams one. week from last week oh, okay. or his week one performance this week just because he's coming off an injury. But I still think he's going to get his. He's probably a fine wide receiver one play in my mind. Yeah, that's fine. Deontay against Cleveland. I think this scares me a bit. I I think Prox said it earlier where it's I can't wait for a 6-3 game. It's just I, I think this one could be ugly offensively at least for pittsburgh i could see cleveland running the shit out of the ball and being fine but i don't know if pittsburgh's really going to get up and moving a ton yeah i'm not very confident in pittsburgh this week um and then on top of that uh deontay and brandon cooks i almost see is like almost the same receiver like they're both good wide receiver twos i think deontay will have a fine week it's just i don't think he's gonna give you like the return on points that you're going to need to win this matchup, in my opinion. Um, I definitely like Troy's wide receiver group this week a lot better than Steve's. Then the debut of Kittle, it seems like it's from what I read, he potentially could have gone last week. And then so um, you imagine that he's ready to go against Denver. Any feelings there? Are you kind of hesitant? What, I like Kittle a lot. I just want him to perform. He's obviously, when he's actually getting the ball, he performs well. It's just like, he's one of those tight ends who's equally as good at catching the ball as he is at blocking. And the 49ers are such a rush-centric team that it does limit his upside sometimes. But 
he's a better play than like a majority of the tight end landscape out there. So I'm fine with him. And then the other plus is that one of the things I brought up in the preseason, if you remember, is like how bad he was when Trey Lance played. So Jimmy G being in there just like elevates every pass catcher for the 49ers for me. So I like George Kittle this week. I'm not so sure he's going to have a boom week coming off of those injuries, though. Fair enough. And then Kirk against the Chargers. I, I have no reason to dislike this. Kirk kind of proved all the haters wrong last week. And then, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they have a tough time against the Chargers. Nice pass rush, nice secondary, just good defense in general. But do you still expect Kirk to get his? I don't expect him to repeat last week, but I still think he's a solid play just because... Trevor Lawrence has shown you through two weeks, like, hey, this is his guy. So if you're the number one wide receiver in an offense and you're getting 10 targets a week, you know, it's a great option, especially if he's your flex play. I definitely mm-hmm. am more than comfortable with Kirk in the flex. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he outscores Deontay Johnson this week. Um, and, and then on top of that, I, I mean, the Chargers did do a great job of shutting down the kind of the receiving options for Kansas City last week. Like, Mahomes really had to spread the ball around. I think the difference here is that Trevor Lawrence likes Kirk. It's like he likes Kirk and he likes Ingram. And those are the guys who he's been targeting through two weeks. So I think Kirk is definitely going to get his. I just don't expect him to have he had two touchdowns at 26 points last week. I don't expect him to repeat that at all. Okay. So I think we kind of went through all the rosters. Jopo, who do you got winning this one? I'm taking Troy in this one. I think he's going to be 3-0 after this week. I like his roster this week. Um I really like his plays at wide receiver. I like his tight end play. And then I think, while I would love for Wentz to get shit on, um, I do think it, it's a fine play at quarterback. I lean him a little bit just because I don't like Pittman off the injury, Aaron Jones, and you know George Kittle off the injury. Yeah, I think it's a very close matchup, as we kind of were alluding to the entire time. The fatal flaw with Troy, Cowboys defense against the Giants. I mean, one of the more brain-dead things you'll ever see. I think that's an easy minus 16, and I think that ends up being the difference. I'm going with Steve. Yeah, I completely forgot about... Oh, is it... Yeah, I'm just going to stick with Troy, but... Fuck, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah, your hand was off the piece there, so... Yeah, all right, so I guess I'm starting 0-1 this week in the (laughs) pick'em. Let's go over to... Wells versus Corey. We'll start with Corey, your little rival in the group chat today. So uh, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, so this is great. Let's start with the quarterbacks because my bust of the week is Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a better player to just choose as my bust because he's just coming off of an absolutely crazy week last week in Baltimore. Um, I just don't think he's going to repeat last week. I I don't think against this Buffalo Bills defense especially that he's going to have as good a time. I still think that they're probably going to be down by – I would say that for the most of the game, they're going to be down by a touchdown. So I think it's going to be right around that six-point spread like like you mentioned earlier. So I'm expecting him to have like a modest week, probably a perfectly fine streaming option. I think he gets you like 16 points maybe, but – I'm just calling him my bust because through two weeks right now, the Bills are averaging only 6.8 fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And I know they haven't played world beaters. They've played Stafford and they've played Tannehill. But anybody watching this, the Bills defense thinks they're absolutely electric. So I would be shocked if Tua had a kind of huge week this week. 
Yeah, I, I kind of gave my piece on this. So I'm not really going to lag too much more on it. it it's, t- it's tough for me to predict, honestly. I'm not seeing this one too clearly, whether they hang around or just get absolutely embarrassed. So I'll, I'll let you hot take that one. Taylor, yeah, do you fun. think he gets on the board again against Kansas City? No, I, I think that the I, I really think that the Colts struggled again this week. They haven't looked good through two weeks, but one thing that Kansas City did do last week is they did a good job of stopping Eckler. That he really got all of his points in like the garbage time in the fourth quarter. Um I think Eckler only ended up having about forty yards rushing maybe on the entire day. So I, I think that Jonathan Taylor's probably he's obviously a great player, but I don't think he has that crazy boom week he had week one again this week i think he's too good to just be held into single digits or whatever he kind of landed at last week consistently but yeah i don't know if this is a necessarily a get right situation for him especially i imagine them to be down three scores in the blink of the eye here so yeah i'm i'm really expecting the colts to just get absolutely killed at home this week so potentially uh, i think he's he's not gonna bust he's not gonna have like a seven point performance like he did last week but he's not gonna get you that 25 that you would you know come that's become normal for jonathan taylor i think potentially a similar situation as connor against the rams do you think the cardinals can hang around with the rams at all uh i think this is gonna be a I think this will be a relatively close matchup. It's divisional, because I don't think either, you know. Yeah, it's divisional. I don't think either of these teams are that good, but the Rams do have a good rush defense, and then James Conner's coming off an injury. So it's just like everything is pointing towards, like, not a great week for Conner. I wouldn't be shocked, like, if he goes in there, he plays a few snaps, pull, like, hurts his hamstring, and he's out for the rest of the game. So Conner definitely scares me this week against the Rams and Aaron Donald. And then it's just a merry-go-round at receiver. It looks like this week he's going to Olave, and then he said Devontae Smith earlier is the blank spot here. Do you like that? He's just got so many people in that exact tier. It's like Dotson, Cooper, maybe even Juju. Like, it's just going to be so hard to push the right buttons consistently for him, I feel. Yeah, he's really overthought this receiver position <laughs> this year, and... And he's it's just like adding another names. another horse to the merry-go-round with. Devontae. I do like, I do like Olave. I think he's gonna have a good week this week against Carolina. In terms of who he should play at wide receiver two, I guess he's gonna play Devonta Smith, right? Is is that that's what, what that's what he said? Is? And Washington hasn't really lit the world on fire defensively, so I I don't hate it. It's just like I don't know if Devonte smith is ever going to be a touchdown guy at this point i think troy said it where he's like his ceiling's like the eight for a hundred and i i pretty much agree with that for the most part i don't i think it, i don't think it's a fair uh i don't think that's a fair analysis on Devonta smith yet i think i think he was a great wide receiver coming out of college and he just needs time with jalen hurts actually throwing the ball if jalen hurts played for the rest of the year, like how we played this week against Minnesota, wouldn't you want Devonta Smith on your team? Maybe. It's just... I I think the, the guy to own there, receiver-wise, is obviously A.J. Brown, and then... Yeah, I, I, I mean, know. he's clearly getting the, the monster share of the targets, right? A.J. Brown, but... I do think that Jalen Hurts proved last week that he could support two receivers, so... 
That that is I, against the. I think he's a. I think Devonta Smith is a fine secondary. play this week, personally. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. This play week. him over Amari Cooper, Juju, and Dotson, in my opinion. Yeah, Dotson is the only I, guy I who I would consider him and Dotson would be who I would be between. I think Dotson is a is a fine play as well. Um, what worries me and what probably worries Corey is how good the Eagles defense looked last week against Justin Jefferson and Thielen. So that would be my real reserve on Dotson. So I think Devonta mindset. Smith. I think Devonta Smith is a fine play this week. I don't think he's gonna go the fuck off, but you never know. If he catches a touchdown, he's gonna probably have four or five catches. We'll see. I, I, I like Devonta Smith as a play this week for Corey. And then Andrews, he's an auto start, New England. Yeah, yeah I, I think he'll I probably care. score. Probably yeah. get twenty. Waller. This isn't the same New England defense. Like I don't I don't care what they did against Mitch Trubisky, like they got shit on by the Dolphins week one. I expect that Baltimore will have a pretty good day offensively. And then Waller, Tennessee might be a little icky with the safeties, but I mean, I, I like him better than all the receiver options we kind of ran through. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is what you have to do if you commit to this two tight end strategy. Yeah. So it's you're kind of forced to do this. So. All right, nothing. I, I don't have. I don't have much else to say. Let's bounce team. over to Wells then. He is going Patrick Mahomes against the Colts. I think that's great. I think that's a much safer bet. I'd say than Tua personally. Yeah, the Colts got dumpstered on by Trevor Lawrence last week, and Davis Mills was able to keep up with the Colts. I, I think that's a fine play, and it's fucking Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna go out there any given week and give you like a potential four or five touchdown game. I'm expecting the Colts to get smashed too. So I, obviously I think Mahomes is a completely fine play. I, I don't have much else to say about him. And then I love both of these running back matchups. I, I liked Montgomery's game in general last week. I think Houston, he'll he'll put up a nice like 15, I imagine. And then Edwards Elaire as well, I, who's surprised, I'd say, the general expectation of him going against the yeah. Colts. Uh, I think that's great as well. Yeah, I love both these matchups. I think Montgomery, regardless of matchup, it seems like it's going to be good. He looked awesome last week against a good Green Bay defense. And Houston, Houston, I think, is number seven against running backs this year in fantasy. So, yeah, I absolutely love Montgomery. Um, and I also love Edwards Alaire. He looked electric against Los Angeles. I would just love for him to get... I said it last week. I would love for, to see what he could do with 15 or 20 touches in this offense. I'm expecting Kansas City to kind of route Indianapolis. And with the lack of receiving options there, I think they're going to have to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire more involved. And I, I mean, any week where Wells' running backs are giving him production, he's going to be a tough, tough opponent there. So Yeah, absolutely. Especially both of his receivers had down weeks last week. Devontae, I, I don't see Tennessee. I, I don't see really... I, like, I don't really care about the matchup with Devontae. It's just he's going to get his on pretty much any given week. So, especially, I, I don't think Tennessee's necessarily world beaters, you know? Not through two weeks, they aren't. Yeah, and then Debo, slightly tougher matchup against Denver, but I, I think the Jimmy G factor is huge for him. And, again, all the hurt running backs get him involved in the run game. I, he's going to be too involved in the offense to ever have a dud week moving forward, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Especially it's, it's just tough Lance to... On... Yeah, go ahead, my bad. No, I was going to say, especially Trey Lance gone, I think 
He's just going to be too involved in the offense with the injuries at running back, like you stated. He's got a better quarterback, at least throwing him the ball for the short term. I don't know if he'll end up being better than Trey Lance long term. Um, so I, I like all of the pass catchers in San Francisco with Jimmy G. So, yeah, I think I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. I think Debo is going to be a great play moving forward. Logan Thomas on the other side of Andrews is obviously a disadvantage, but I don't think he'll kill you. If he gets a couple catches, you're fine with it. Miles Sanders, I yeah, the, this is pretty much what we talked about yesterday, what his kind of ideal roster, at least moving forward, is going to kind of look like. You could go yeah. Cordero against Seattle instead, but the birds I would look personally too good. not, and you know why, Billy? Because once again, Miles Sanders is going to be my boom of the week. Oh, I'm going back to the well until I see this guy absolutely blow up. He looked awesome last week against the Vikings. Just because he doesn't get the touchdown doesn't mean he he didn't have a great game. He's going to absolutely decimate the Washington defense this year. They are so bad. They're allowing 157 yards per game on the ground right now, Bill. And 26.3 points per game to running backs already. They're going to get absolutely smoked, I think. And so, in my opinion, I think Miles Sanders is a great play this week. If he gets that touchdown, he's going to give you an 18 or 19 performance because he's going to rush for so many yards on this defense. Yeah, so I mean, just to kind of wrap this up, I, I think we're both going to be on Wells here, I assume. I, I just think there's no question marks Wells, at wide yeah. receiver here. And then uh, while Corey's running backs are better on paper, I, I don't... I'm not excited about them this week. Yeah, so I, I think this is one of my easier picks, I'd say, just looking at the matchup. I agree. I'm definitely taking Wells here. Cool. Let's hop over to let's do Naji unit versus Travis. Yep, let me just get that up. We'll start with Proc. It looks like we got Stafford against Arizona. Uh I'm kinda just like expecting another Stafford performance, I'd say. Just like yeah, in the eighteen ish not... range. Uh like probably three touchdowns, two picks, or something along those lines. And basically, what you got out of Derek Carr last week against this defense—that's what I expect from Stafford, like 19 points. Yeah, I, I think their offense is a little better than the Raiders, but yeah, it, it seems like he turns the ball over every week, so he, it's going to prevent him from those 25s and 30s until further. And their notice. offensive line just isn't as strong. They don't have as great of receiving options as they did last year with OBJ and Woods. So yeah, I. I He's a fine play this week. It, there's nothing that really jumps off the sheet to me, though, about him. We'll go to your boy, Najee. I'll, I'll kind of let you take the floor since you're the Najee hater of the group. Yeah, I think it's just going to continue. I, I, I'm not expecting him to do that great against the Cleveland run defense. I mean, Carter and Brees Hall were like a little effective last week. Nothing kind of mind-boggling, at least to me. And CMC didn't have a great week against them week one. I I think it's going to be a low-scoring slugfest tomorrow. So unless Najee catches the ball like five or six times, I don't see any real boom from Najee this week. And I'm going to continue to be down on him until the Pittsburgh offense kind of shows me some signs of life. And then Jacobs against Tennessee. It seems like teams have had success running against Tennessee. Do you think this is like the one week where Jacobs gets going, or you're still completely out on him? 
I'm completely out on him long term, but I think this week he's a fine play as an RB2 just because he'll get enough touches, and the Tennessee rush defense is absolutely dreadful. So, there, and then the, the thing about Tennessee, too, is like their passing defense, the safeties are good, but I'm not too sure about their corners on the outside. So, it's like, I, I don't know. I think J- Jacobs is a fine play this week. He's probably going to rush for, I, I would think, like 70 yards. It's really just a matter of if he falls into the end zone or not. And then we'll go to Diggs against Miami. I don't think you can possibly really say a bad thing about him. It'll be nice. We got the Diggs versus Tyreek on the other side with Travis, which we'll get to later. But that'll be it. That's the the heavyweight matchup between these two teams here. So that'll be great to see. Uh, I yeah, think Diggs I, have, is, I think Diggs is going to go off. Yeah, uh, Diggs is going to go off until further notice. I, I'm not really going to go out on any. Especially because the, the Bills are just so committed to not running the ball so if they're not going to run the ball Diggs and davis are going to eat all year and we'll go to sutton against san fran do you think denver in general just kind of gets the offense going a bit this week i know sutton had a fine fantasy not against the 49ers no you think they're still lagging three into october basically yeah i i think that they're going to be lagging for at least it's just too good of a defense san francisco I don't see the upside play here. They're already struggling against Seattle and Houston. So when they play a real defense in San Francisco, you know, like a top tier, I think. Let me pull it up real quick. I I think that the San Francisco. Yeah, they're the best team against the pass through two weeks in the league. And they're the second best team against the run through two weeks. This is a dominant defense. This is going to be a hard day, in my opinion, for Russell Wilson. If Judy isn't out, though, Cortland Sutton's still a play just because he's going to get so many targets that he's going to produce from a fantasy perspective. But from a real football perspective, I expect Denver to really get kind of worked this week. Ertz against the Rams. Don't really have a strong opinion. Ertz has been good so far. He's averaging 13.5. So if he gets you that, I think you're thrilled with a potentially tougher matchup. And, I mean, I, I, yeah, think, I think that's kind of what he needs, I'd say. I think Ertz's performance will be very significant for Proc kind of moving to 3-0 here. And, yeah. We can, yeah, I have nothing else to say about okay. Ertz. I think he's fine play. My bad. Um, let's do T. Higgins against the Jets. Do you think the Bengals kind of get right here? Or, I mean, the Jets beat him at home last year is kind of the thing. That's going to be the story all week, but... I, don't, I think that the Bengals have no choice but to get right here. Like, they, yeah. if they don't get right here, their schedule moving forward is too hard to have, like, a get-right game. They have to play – if they lose this week, I think they have to play the Bills next week. Is that correct? I know it's a gauntlet. I, I don't have it in front of me, but, yeah. It, I think they play the Bills sucks. and the Patriots, potentially. But, yeah, I, I, I say that they need to get right, and, like – just to kind of support that opinion, T. Higgins is like my boom of the week this week for Prox team. He had a great week last week coming off the concussion. And so far through two weeks, the Jets have given up a shit ton of points to the wide receiver position. Yeah, Bateman they and Duvernay absolutely torched them the first week. Amari Cooper went off last week. Um, I just think that they're going to absolutely kind of air it out. Like, I feel like that the Bengals need to like get some confidence in there system they need to get joe burrow going so i'm expecting big weeks from the Bengals skill position players this week yeah it just sucks for the jets because they had the nice win but it's just like i i think the Bengals will just 
refuse to lose this game sort of thing. And I think T. Higgins is a part of that. I I imagine him and Chase and maybe even Boyd kind of have days, but we'll see what happens. Um, not a ton of to talk about on the bench. I think we kind of, I think he's kind of starting the team. I would start. I'd say so. We can hop yeah. over to Trav. Who's got? Yeah, let's start with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Right, like coming off an absolutely crazy week last week. I expect him to continue to have a crazy week with this New England defense, which isn't as good as it was in years past. Don't really have too much to say for Lamar Jackson. Like he's he's going to be a top five QB for fantasy purposes. He's going to have a good week again. Yeah, I mean, if Trav's able to kind of pull off the upset here, I think it's going to be because Lamar significantly outperformed Stafford. So why would you why why would you say that? Did, do you have any experience with that? Yeah, very funny. Let's go to Cam Akers, <laughs> who, yeah, I, I don't really know what to think about him. I don't. He's not going to be a bell cow, I'd say, but he's he got more touches than week one, obviously. So do you think he kind of gets going, maybe scores a touchdown, gets involved in the passing game? What are your kind of expectations there? No, I have, I have zero expectations for Cam Akers so that I can't be disappointed with how bad he actually so, is. I'm, I'm so out on the Rams running back situation because the offensive line is so bad. I was reading something today that they're last in the league, their offensive line at that their running backs getting hit from behind the line. So like I think they're averaging negative point oh five yards of push on running plays through the first two weeks. They're just bad. They're really bad, their offensive line. So who would you take, Najee or Cam? Who's scoring more points? Uh, Najee, just because he has the receiving upside. I, I think that's like a clear Najee play. And then RB2, he's throwing out Jarek McKinnon. This is pretty scary if you're him, I imagine. Is Kamara going to play, though? If Kamara plays, then I don't he's think... He's supposed to, yeah. So maybe he, maybe he switches this, but... I would hate to play. Like, you're basically just hoping that Jarek McKinnon gets some like broken play touchdown when he's a third down back. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate Jarek. Maybe I should I should have started Travis's team with this. So my bust of the week is everybody on Travis's team besides Lamar Jackson, Tyreek Hill, and the Bills defense because he showed last week that's literally all he needs to win. Yeah, it's possible. I I don't know. I assume Proc gets it done. I, they're not going to go 40 burgers every week, and I think Tyreek and Miami has the chance to be slowed down. Um, we can move to, yeah. I'm, I think we. I just. I'm sorry, Travis, but Allen Robinson's probably a fine play. Hawkinson's really not getting used this year, and I don't like Thielen. Uh, if I were Travis, I would probably be starting Kamara and Jacoby Myers. Then I think Travis has a chance, but I do think Proc is an early favorite for, kind of, he's a, he's he's an early favorite for who's going to win at the end of the year. Besides his running, I don't love his running backs, but I still like them more than Travis's. Yeah, I mean, liking running backs more than Akers and McKinnon isn't a. It's tall not feat. very hard. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek, you lean in any way there? I think that he's probably gonna get you know a decent chunk of touch touches, but I don't think against this Bills defense that he's going to have 
a 40 point week, but I think he's a fine play as your wide receiver one. I mean, you're not going to ever bench him. So he, he's definitely going to probably have, I would think 15 to 20. I think him and Waddle are just limited playing against such a good defense. Yeah, we'll see. I, we've talked about this game enough. I, I don't really have a ton to add there. Um, I guess Robinson is the next talking point. Do you think he kind of gets it going a bit? No, I just don't. I don't have much faith in the Rams besides Cooper Cup because their offensive line is so bad. Las Vegas did have some. They did have some spark through the air last week against Arizona. They just kind of fell asleep in the second half. I think that Allen Robinson, like you're basically just playing for the touchdown for him because I don't think he's going to get the reception work to really have that high floor. So he's like more of a. You need the touch. It's almost like a tight end. You need the touchdown for him to have been a good play. Yeah, um, it, it's really there. just like you have a 50-50 shot every week if he's going to get the touchdown or not. Yeah, I agree there. Until we see otherwise, it's just Cup and nobody else. Maybe he, yeah. gets, he steals a red zone target from him. but Like Stafford did a good job last week of spreading the ball around a bit more, but I wouldn't want share. The only I, I would much rather have Higby than Allen Robinson. I, like I'm almost willing to bet that Higby outscores Allen Robinson this week. Okay. Any uh do we make that the wager here? It's up to you. Give me a give me a plus or minus on points between Allen Robinson and Higby. No, nah, that's that's not juicy enough. I feel like that's a snooze fest. It could be like four to two. Yeah, then. what what boring yeah, let's let's <laughs> just go on to the let's next one. Boil I'm up so some hotter hotter takes. Yeah. <laughs> we need to look at a better matchup. I, I, I love the the Rasp v. Curtis matchup this week. So you want to bop over there? Quick, though, you're on You're on Proc, though, for the Pick'em? Yeah, I'm definitely on Proc for the Pick'em. Yeah, I'm there, too. Let's go over to Kurt and Rasp. Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Rasp, um, mainly because I want to talk about how good Jalen Hurts looked again. You know, I think he's a great play this week. Like, I don't have much to add about Jalen Hurts, I just think that he's going to be a smash play against Washington. I've already said a bunch of times how much I think that the Eagles are going to shit on everybody. So I, I think they're going to shit on everybody on Washington's defense. So I think Hurts is going to be a great play this week. Yeah, I agree. We've said it about every other Eagle guy so far. But yeah, Washington hasn't stopped anyone so far. So I don't really see it happening against an offense that's kind of cooking. So, yeah, he'll be another great performance. I think it gets interesting with the running backs, as it kind of seemingly always does with this team. Pierce and Singletary, I'd say I'm worried about both of them in these matchups. Ideally for him, you just kind of want one to crack double digits, I feel. Do you think either of them have a good chance to kind of give you like a 15 or a 20, or you kind of see them hovering around that 8 to 10? Yeah, yeah, this is probably going to shock you, but Damian Pierce is actually my boom of the week this week Whoa. in this matchup. Yeah, I, I'm, I know, shocking, right? The one thing that I love about Damian Pierce this week is that Levy Smith said going into last week, hey, we need to get this guy more involved, and they did just that. I think he had 15 touches in their week two loss to the Broncos. Going into this week, <laughs> he said something along the lines of, like, Damian Pierce, we need to continue feeding him the ball. So... Last week he showed it wasn't coach speak. I think that they need to have a solid running game to kind of win games this year because, like you said yesterday, Davis Mills isn't a world beater, so they're going to need yeah, to find keep an eye out for him this week. I, I want you to kind of I want to hear your opinion. 
Yeah, I, I will watch him this week. But the other thing I love about this matchup is that Chicago is last in the league against rushing, allowing 190 yards per game. And Houston defense, I think, is going to keep fields on the sideline long enough that they're just going to be able to feed Damian Pierce all day. He's going to he need the, some... If he gets into the end zone, you're looking. in my opinion, you're looking at like a 20-point week from Damian Pierce. Yeah, I mean, he's looking at Swift across the way at the other RB1, so he needs to kind of at least... And I think this is what the week where Damian Pierce does do good and keep him in it. Singletary, I, I unfortunately just think it's more of the same that we've we've kind of had our Singletary rant yesterday. Listen, he's good. I, I don't care what anyone says. He's good. I, 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 I don't think he's going to get much burn against Miami this week, though. The Ravens didn't really run the ball against Miami that well. The Patriots didn't. I'm not expecting Buffalo to suddenly change their entire offensive philosophy and feed Devin Singletary. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's that great of a play this week. Agreed. And then Cooper Cup, I, I don't really have any other good things to say about him. It's just uh, I expect yeah, another big game from him. Uh, if we're down on Allen Robinson and Akers and all those guys, it's like, yeah, he's going to be in 25 to 30 range probably again. And, I mean, Arizona just comes out of games slow as well. So maybe he just gets peppered in the first half and they go up big. But, yeah, that's the Cooper Cup report for me. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing to add. He's going to have a great week again. Um, it's kind of why, I mean, I think it's not a shocker with how we're talking about rest team. I'm sort of leaning him this week. But, yeah, Cooper Cup, great play. And then Keenan Allen. I've been trying to swindle rafts for Keenan Allen pretty much since the start of the season. Um, as long as he plays this week, I love him because one of my biggest things this week for Los Angeles is I think because of the rib injury to Herbert, they're really going to have to be doing these dink and dunk possession plays on offense. Cause they're going to try to get the ball out of Herbert's hands quick so that he's not getting hit behind that offensive line. I don't know if you're, if you're comfortable with Keenan Allen this week, even off the injury, but I, I'm, I think he's a great play for wide receiver too. Yeah, I, I don't imagine they'll change the game plan a, a, a ton. Like, they, they got to be thinking longer term. Like, they have Super Bowl aspirations. If they need to drastically change a game plan, then I, I wouldn't even think he plays, especially against, like, Jacksonville. But if he's healthy, like, yeah, Keenan Allen's going to be ready to go. Nice, favorable matchup. And then from what we saw in the quarter and a half, it's he's going he's gonna to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then do you want to talk on, about yeah. a certain Chiefs player? Because I'm looking at yeah, Sky Moore as a potential flex option here over Curtis Samuel. What are your thoughts there? I do think that Philly is going to kill Washington. But in my opinion, Curtis Samuel is just getting too many touches to not start him. But of the Kansas City players on this roster... Sky Moore is the one you'd want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging two a game, projected a point eight. I mean, something's got to give. You know, what we like to call a Curtis Dub. Yeah, I, I imagine, I imagine he, I imagine he has his breakout game against the Colts. So something to consider. But yeah, I, I, I look forward to him on Kansas City. Sky Moore only having a good week this week. So let's go over to Kurt. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, that is a heavyweight quarterback matchup. That should be good. Hey, Bill, I think this is who we do the bet on, is Jalen Hurts versus Josh Allen. I'll take Josh Allen if you're leaning Hurts. I'll take Hurts. I'll take Hurts. All right. 
any point spread? Is there a point spread here? Uh, no. No, point three points between their projected. Do I get Jalen Hurts plus point just three? Just do it straight up. <laughs> That's a, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking. What are we Hurts. talking I, about here? Josh That's Allen's like have twelve passing week. yards. <laughs> Josh Allen's gonna have a great week, but this is gonna be an awesome matchup for quarterbacks between these two guys. Yeah, I I fully expect Josh Allen to kind of have his way with Miami. It's just if Miami kind of punches back. But yeah, I'll, I have no problem riding with Josh yeah. Allen. He's on an MVP campaign. It, there's nothing else to talk about besides he's probably one of the best quarterbacks. He's probably up there. I, I would think he... Who would you say is probably the top three now? It's like Josh Allen, Mahomes, and then... Fantasy-wise or like who I'd want to win a Super Bowl? Action, who you want... Who would you want if you were crafting a Super Bowl team right now? Um, you said three: Josh Allen, Mahomes. Is it Herbert? No. Is it Bill Rogers? No. Is it Burrow? No. I mean, maybe Brady to win a Super Bowl, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of guys there. It's definitely there's a lot Herbert. of good QBs at the top now. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to take up your time with that, but yeah, let's get let's keep going on. Uh, DeAndre Swift, what do you think about him? I think this is the big mismatch in a very close game. I, I think DeAndre Swift is just gonna be a difference maker going against Pierce and Singletary. He might have as many points as both of them combined, especially against Minnesota. They got ran all over. He he's always questionable, so I guess that's a slight concern. But they said he was healthy. Actually, uh, he oh, was practicing. Okay. He was practicing today. Said he's healthy. And last week, even with the ankle injury, he he performed for fantasy, even with only eight touches. So I think he. I think this is a divisional matchup, so it means a little bit more, Bill. So I expect Detroit to not limit DeAndre Swift at all. Yeah, I don't think he'll be limited by play. any means. But yeah, I, I yeah. think he's really the difference maker. Chase Edmonds doesn't excite me, but neither does Devin Singletary necessarily. So I think that's yeah, it's probably kind of a about wash. a wash there. They were I leading Chase, a bit more. They were leading Mostert. Mostert. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're probably the one who told me that. Honestly, it's been like three hours since I, we last talked. So I, I really don't. Yeah, I, I don't love Chase Edmonds right now. So I, I don't have much to say to him besides he's quite literally not the starting running back there. So maybe switch to someone else. I like Chase against the Jets. I kind of said earlier that I expect the Bengals to get going here. So I think maybe he can somewhat kind of hold serve to Cooper Cup. I'd say, I'd say if I had to pick one, I'd go Cup. But I don't know if it's going to be as drastic of a difference as the running back matchup with Swift is kind of my no, fear. No, T. Higgins was my boom matchup in Prox game. I'm not choosing Jamar Chase in my boom, but yeah, I think that the Jets' secondary is going to get absolutely burned by Cincinnati this week. I expect a big week out of Jamar Chase. And then and the issue, kind of too. Segues... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, my bad. Um, the issue, too, is A.J. Brown at the wide receiver, too. It's like... Yeah, I was just about to say, like, this is a great... It's a decent this, counter. This matchup is a great wide receiver matchup between yeah. Cup and Jamar and Keenan Allen and A.J. Brown. I think... I could see all of these wide receivers scoring 20-plus this week. So this is – I know we always choose me as the rivalry of the week 
but this is probably like the matchup of the week. Like these are this is going to be a good matchup for fantasy purposes. A lot of guys who are going to go out there and perform. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely amped. The thing though too, I'll say is like Hertz gets a lot of his on the ground, so maybe AJ Brown doesn't kind of neutralize these touchdowns is I think a good thing. The Washington for us, defense just let up yeah. four touchdowns to Jared Goff instantly in like the blink yeah. of an eye. So I just think anybody playing against this Washington defense is a great play. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun matchup to to talk about. And then Dawson Knox, yeah, that's that's fine. DK Metcalf against Atlanta, I think he potentially gets going a bit. I think he can kind of. I I'd consider him and Samuel relatively week. even. I'd say. Yeah, I think this is DK's week where he maybe eclipses 10 points. But yeah, I I think I'd say pick him wise, I'm slightly leaning Kurt, but I, I do think this will be the highest scoring matchup of the week. Like two teams. I, I, yeah, I expect this to be a shootout. I'm actually taking Rasp in this pick em game. And then I think before we move on to the next matchup, my bust of the week, we haven't talked about him yet because he's on the bench for Curtis. It's Russell Wilson. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Curtis does not get enough shit for the two QB draft when he probably could have filled this RB2 slot issue he has with Edmonds, but he decided to take Russell Wilson when he already had Josh Allen. Just we rip on Corey enough for the two tight ends, but at least Corey gets to start both of his tight ends. (laughs) This Russell Wilson move is just looking worse and worse each week because I mean, what are you realistically going to trade for Russell Wilson after seeing how he's performing in Denver so far? Him so and Wells kind of did the, the Wells did the same thing with Rodgers. I think it was mainly a, a Corey troll, which is funny. But yeah, I think he kind of is having the last laugh a bit. We'll yeah. see. But... I would much rather have Waller and Andrews over Allen. Like, I would love Allen, get, don't get me wrong, but Allen and Wilson, like where you can't start one. So... Yeah, I just have to point that out, that that was a very dumb move, Curtis, because I don't think anybody's going to trade for Russell Wilson at this point. Yeah, I think that's very valid. Let's bounce over to me versus Hosser. Let's start with Hosser's team. Joe Burrow, we've kind, of been, we've kind of been preaching that we expect a good game out of him against the Jets. He's only projected 18.3, which is kind of where he's been hovering around fantasy-wise so far. Do you think he kind of exceeds that, gives him a better game here? Yeah, I think this is going to be a great week for Joe Burrow against this Jets secondary. Um, We just saw Jacoby Brissett light them up, and Lamar Jackson lit him up week one. So, obviously, he's much better than Jacoby Brissett. The skill position players in Cincinnati are much better than Cleveland. And I would argue, obviously, that the skill position players with Cincinnati are better than Baltimore. So, yeah, this is going to be a great week for Joe Burrow. This this is, if they don't get right this week, like, I cannot stress enough oh, how, how worried I would be if I was Troy. If that if the Bengals don't go out there and smack the fucking Jets, I, I think it's already affecting him. He, he's being a little testy lately. I'd say. Yeah, it must suck that the Giants are our Super Bowl contenders and the and the Burrow-led Bengals. I'm handling it with extreme humbleness. It's I'm acting like I've been there before and just kind of taking the high road. But yeah, it, it is a little bit funny. Yeah, 
but yeah, I don't have much else to add. I think Burrow is a great play this week. Dalvin Cook, Detroit. Dalvin Cook, just in general, I he just kind of I don't know something's off. Maybe it's the number thing. I I just I think it's I think because <laughs> it's the number thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because you think that he's Alexander Madison constantly when he plays sometimes, and you're just like. Hey, this guy isn't electric or athletic when you talk about Madison. So, but I mean, yeah, Cook but, hasn't Cook hasn't had any big plays either. So, like, I haven't seen any. He hasn't highlights. shown me anything. I yet see this him year. both just running for three yards or like catching a screen that goes nowhere. Yeah, and Detroit. Like, one thing about Detroit is that the Eagles had a lot of success week one on the ground against them but last week the commanders didn't really have much success on the ground they were kind of getting blanked in the first half so it might have just been because of the negative run like uh script on the game but i expect detroit to score on this vikings defense so what it comes down to to me is like how involved Dalvin cook is going to be in the passing game and i'm not so sure that he's going to be so i'm not exactly very high on dalvin cook today or this week I really hope not. Like, I I just need to just womp somebody. Like, I I just I would be devastated if I went zero three. Honestly, so I'm hoping hoping AJ Dillon. If you're down on uh, Aaron Jones, I imagine you're yeah, not I'm really. Yeah, equally is down on AJ Dillon. They're gonna be spl- you. You have a fifty fifty shot at who's gonna get the touchdown. So as long as somebody's got a fifty fifty shot and they're splitting carries completely. I just think his upside is severely capped. Like, I think A.J. Dillon is a great running back, but against Tampa Bay, I, I hate, I absolutely hate this matchup. And then C.D. Lamb against the Giants. How do you think Adoree kind of fares against him? C.D. Lamb is fucked. He, the Giants are actually good against fantasy wide receivers. I know D.J. Moore had that kind of fucking nothing burger touchdown last week, but through two weeks... <laughs> This is gonna shock you. Let me let me pull up the exact stat. The Giants are actually the number two team in the league against fantasy wide receivers. That doesn't surprise. Weeks. The only thing that's surprising is it's not one, honestly. Yeah, and the biggest issue here is that one. It seems like Michael Gallup is coming back. It seems like I think the guy's name is is it Nico Brown, the wide receiver in Dallas. It seems like he's Cooper Rush's guy, and then. Dalton Schultz is out, so it gives even more kind of shadow, more of a shadow from the pass defense perspective on the Giants. Like, they're going to lean towards C.D. Lamb. They're not going to let C.D. Lamb beat them this Monday. So, yeah, I don't like C.D. Lamb. And if Tibbs and Alujari are back, like, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to have a good game at all. Yeah, I I agree, and I hope. Um, Don't really have a ton to add there. Mike Williams against Jacksonville. I, I think this could be another big Mike Williams game, personally. Oh, I'm com- on the complete opposite. Really? Yeah. What do you got, stats, yeah. or what's your logic there? I just think <laughs> if Keenan Allen is back, I don't like Mike Williams. I, I was talking about it like earlier ever? that if Keenan Allen is back, I no, not that I don't ever like Mike Williams, but I don't like him this week because Herbert's injured. So. My thought process of why I don't think he's good is, one, in the second half last week, Mike Williams was completely non-existent from a real football perspective and a fantasy football perspective. If Keenan Allen comes back this week, 
what I think is going to happen and what I think the game plan is going to be is I think it's going to be these short intermediate passes against Jacksonville. I'm not expecting Herbert to air the ball out when he's injured. So I think it's more so that Williams is going to be kind of capped because William, because Herbert's not going to be throwing the ball down the field as much. And this is pure. I'm not saying that I have any stats back this up. It's just purely speculation of if I was a head coach or I was a GM and I was playing my franchise quarterback with fractured rib cartilage, wouldn't I want to protect him? And what's the best way to protect him? Let me get it out there to Everett. Let me get it out there to Eckler. Let me get it out there to Keenan Allen, to Palmer, these guys who can kind of take a slant and go possession kind of guys, screen, screen guys and Eckler. I just, I don't think he's going to have the same week this week against Jacksonville. Fair enough. I think Goddard against Washington just seems like a great tight end pick. I could see him kind of finishing fairly high. So that's a little scary. And then Michael Carter Bengals. I hope he doesn't just kind of fluke into a lucky flex play. We'll see what he does between him, ETN, Ayuk. Is there kind of a particular player you would pick out of those three? Uh, if I had to choose between those guys, I wouldn't choose. I would hope that I wouldn't have to choose any, but I would probably go with ETN. I just think that he has the bigger kind of boom potential out of all of those guys you just listed yeah i'd agree and that's honestly who i, I think he's due i just think want he's due. to see yeah. in the lineup so hopefully he doesn't listen to this and hopefully he doesn't kind of do that <laughs> but yeah we'll see what happens there uh i think he has enough holes that i can kind of pull it out i guess we'll pivot over to my team but yeah Kyler against the Rams, potentially a little scary. I kind of give the edge to Burrow. I know I have like the little check mark. Although Kyler kind of did get a little unleashed in the second half. Um, the Rams are just potentially pretty scary for him at least. Just they have athletic enough of a D-line to actually kind of bottle him up. If Bobby Wagner in the second level and then, I mean, Aaron Donald's just constant pressure up the middle. I don't know. We'll see. Mariota had a little bit of success against them last week. I, I, the big thing here, though, is like Josh Allen shit on the Rams week one. I would think Kyler Murray. I'm not very high on Kyler Murray, but he's a lot closer to Josh Allen than he is the Marcus. Like Mariota's terrible. So if Mariota could have some success against this defense, I don't think Murray's. He's not really a toner, turnover prone QB. I think he's a fine play this week. I don't think you get that ceiling, which I I think that's what you're talking about, right? Like you're not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he'll ceiling. have a bad week. It's just, I don't know. I think Burrow potentially gives him a few points advantage just lining it up. I would say, yeah. The rushing upside of Murray, I think, makes him about even with Burrow this week. Just because, as we've said previously, we're very high on Cincinnati this week to actually perform. So, yeah, I... I don't I don't think Murray's a bad play at all. I think he's probably going to be fine this week, but you're not going to get that ceiling. And then I think where I win here is my next four guys. Uh, I like them all better. I like Fournette. He told all the uh, all the fantasy owners he'll get the touchdowns. He, he said he's sorry for the first two weeks. I think he gets going. I like him over Dalvin. I like Chubb against Pittsburgh a ton. I mean, Chubb's literally the RB1 so far. I like that way more than A.J. Dillon against Tampa. Like and I fully just expect them to pound them kind of into the dirt, and then Jefferson against Detroit. Well, like while Detroit's been good, or at least offensively, they're giving up a shit ton of points and big plays every single week. I think 
he kind of gets a right this week as well. I kind of just sped through yeah, it, but I, I I know you just sped through it, but I I'm just gonna say for Fournette, I 100% agree. The big difference here is that Fournette isn't splitting carries. AJ Dillon is. I expect this to be like a a long drawn out fucking game where they're just running the ball. Both defenses played well, but Fournette to me has a much higher upside than AJ Dillon this week. So I think even though it's lined up as Fournette as your RB1, I really think he's your RB2 this week. I think he's better than Dillon. And then Chubb actually is my boom of the week, Billy. So you'll be happy to hear that. Um, Pittsburgh through two weeks, allowing 129 yards per game to the running back. And they don't have Watt. So they got absolutely decimated by Damian Harris last week. So Mixon was successful against them. Damian Harris was successful for them. Chubb, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to get the three-touchdown performance again, but I think Cleveland is going to handle Pittsburgh tomorrow. It sounds crazy to say, but I just think Brissett is probably better than Trubisky. At least in this Cleveland offense, he's he's more useful. So, yeah, I expect Cleveland. I think Chubb's going to have a great game. Um, it's really just a matter of, like, does does – hunt eat into his touchdown share but i think you're looking at at least a touchdown and 100 plus yards from chubb tomorrow that's that's my kind of bold prediction for you and then for justin jefferson you kind of already alluded to it but he's one of the best receivers in the league he's gonna have a fine week and detroit is bleeding points to the wide receiver position in fantasy they got absolutely shit on by aj brown week one and then last week carson wentz was fucking basically running like an Eli Manning passing camp clinic against the Detroit defense. He was spreading the ball around to Dotson, to Samuel, to McLaurin, to Gibson, to McKissick. So yeah, Justin Jefferson's a great play this week. Yeah. I, I think those three, I mean, those are my top three guys. So I'm really banking on them to kind of get me the big win here. Bateman against new England. I, I don't hate the matchup and, until Bateman doesn't bust one, I'm going to be fairly confident in him. Especially if you're kind of lukewarm on Mike Williams, I, I don't hate that matchup at all. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I think Bateman's fine. I think what he's proven through two weeks is that he's clearly the best receiving option there besides Mark Andrews. And then Pitts, it's like now or never, dude. It's Seattle, like, there's emphasis the Arthur, to get him the ball. Is it Arthur Smith? Yeah, he's the no neck dude. He needs to get Pitts involved. I, I don't see how he doesn't, but if he doesn't this week, then it's almost pull the plug. And especially, I don't have the stat handy, Bill, but through two weeks, I think, I think he's had 18 snaps out wide. I think it was 18. He hasn't been targeted on a single snap when he's out wide. And... Based on PFF metrics of Marcus Mariota, this is like 100% a Marcus Mariota issue where he's Daniel Jonesing it out there and he's going to his first read and not going across the field to pit. So that's why London is doing so well because he's the first read on a lot of these plays as opposed to Kyle Pitt, who's the second or third option, which this guy is a fucking athletic freak that you took in the top 10. He proved it last year. You need to find ways to get him the ball. It's ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of vented my frustrations yesterday. I'm just so. helping you because yeah, I'm no. frustrated too. He's a much better player than he's getting burned for right now. And so they need to figure it out. Um, and they need to figure it out quick. 
if that means moving a fucking Desmond Ritter just to get this guy going, like, go ahead. You're not going to get anything out of Marks Mariota in the future. I don't know why you're playing him anyways. And then Flex, I'm not fully decided. Uh, Henderson doesn't play till late. And then, depending on what the score is and what we're looking at, there could be a certain gangster criminal rapper receiver coming off the bench for his first big week. But we'll have to stay tuned for that so we don't really need to talk too much flex there but yeah i don't i don't love henderson for you but i don't think you have an option but here's one thing about tony while galladay has been bitching and whining and crying and talking about you know he's not getting touches tony at the podium and tony behind the mic is absolutely saying everything he's supposed to do he's showing up he's practicing he's not throwing the coaches under the bus like Ball mask holiday. So I think he's, I mean, let me know if you agree, but I think he's starting to earn some favor with this table regime. He had his big 10 catches, fucking 200 yard game against Trayvon Diggs last week or last year, rather. So I don't know. I, I'm, if I'm feeling frisky, we'll see how kind of the liquor's flowing that day, but it's an option. Um, I'm not dead set on Henderson. If I'm blowing out Husser and I, just kind of need a few points we'll see but yeah it's kind of a a work in progress here so yeah i would love to see him get involved it just sucks because he's very limited because of daniel jones too we were talking about it all week in our chat that how badly daniel jones was missing him last week so it just sucks hopefully he sees the film and gets going is is kind of my mindset but but if you want my pick for this week, I'm picking you pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big. To God, I, I think man. you're good. <laughs> I'm picking. I think this too. is you. You're definitely gonna get this. You're you're already scoring the most through two weeks. It's really just like you can't get that dud from. You need pits. You need them. I'm just not. And I think your running backs and wide receivers are gonna outperform Hussers by a lot. So yeah, I think you're a pretty solid pick this week. All right, let's wrap up with you against Muller. Oh, this is this is a blowout. Uh, let's start with Muller just to keep things fresh. Brady against Green Bay. Don't love it without Evans. I don't love it with Evans. I just, he's I averaging 9.9. I Brady 9. at all this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think we kind of harped on Brady enough, but... I would love to shit on Tom Brady some more, but I think we've already said that we're very down on him this year in general but on top of that i'm very down on this matchup against green bay they yeah, have a great just run the ball and a to great lenny. defense just run the ball with lenny like let's not yeah i think that's how they win they, they need to get Fournette activated and just hope that their defense stops rogers completely in his tracks mccaffrey saints could be kind of fine i i mean mccaffrey is kind of just being mccaffrey just a diet version of what we're used to like I think he'll kind of consistently just produce. He's efficient. It's just he's getting like probably three quarters of the touches he used to have, or maybe even less. Yeah. McCaffrey is now second place of like the best white guy skill position players besides Cooper Cup. Like he's second right now. And like, how much do you think Muller wishes he took Cup at that three spot over McCaffrey? Because you don't draft McCaffrey. Like, yeah, he's doing fine from a fantasy perspective. He's getting 16 points a week. But you draft McCaffrey for those Cooper Cup 25-plus guaranteed points every single week. So to say he hasn't been kind of a disappointment, even with the high average, is like I think is 
he's he's definitely disappointed at least through two weeks and with dumb dumb Matt Rule and they're going against this New Orleans defense that just did a great job against Tampa Bay stopping the run. I, I'm not expecting him to get anything done through the ground. If he's going to have any value this week, it's going to be on the dump offs. And then Zeke, I don't expect much against the Giants. We've done decently well against the run. I'd say it's kind of because... Ezekiel Elliott isn't better than McCaffrey or Henry, so yeah. I'm not expecting anything out of him this week. And the place to I be rocking. I think he's a terrible play. I th- I think that Pollard is a much better play this week, in my opinion. We'll see if he listens. I doubt he does, but yeah, um, I'd be feeling good about. I'd be feeling good seeing that on the other roster if I'm you, McLaurin. Maybe he gets it going. It's weird. It's just. It's just so so balanced. We're not used to seeing that with Washington. It's in years yeah. past. It's just it's been just McLaurin, and then this year it's just kind of an array of guys. So I'm not expecting any sort of boom week out of him this week either against the Philly defense. So I'm not exactly high on McLaurin or anybody in Washington this week. So I I don't expect much out of him. I don't think you're going to get the huge McLaurin weeks. So it's real kind of upside here is if he gets just targeted out the ass but through two weeks Carson Wentz showed us he's not going to be doing that so I'm not in love with this McLaurin play I like Drake London his team looks a little better just seeing that against Seattle it's like that could be a 25 you never know um he's of of the last four guys we talked about Drake London is the guy who I'm fully expecting to kind of have um a big week this week for Mueller so maybe he keeps him in it a bit. I, I like that. I like him getting promoted here to the starting lineup. Friermuth against Cleveland, like, whatever. He's probably about even. He's going to get gonna targeted. He's going to be even with Everett, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I would think they're probably two. a wash there. And then Judy questionable against San Fran. I don't know if I would do that. I don't think he's going to play, honestly. Maybe a Brees Hall against Cincy. You obviously can't play Pollard and Zeke, but... So, since he... I wouldn't play... So, he could do whatever he wants. If you ask my opinion, I don't like Brees Hall against Cincinnati just because Cincinnati has locked down Zeke and they've locked down Najee Harris through two weeks. So, it's not exactly a surefire play. If Personally, if I was him, my ceiling play would be Traylon Burks because I think that dude is just like... He's on the cusp. Like, if they can figure out that Traylon Burks is, like, a fucking great wide receiver, like, he could have a, a big week this week against Las Vegas. Yeah. I, I, I guess we'll see what happens. But in general, there's if kind Judy's of... If Judy's playing, though, I'm playing him over everybody else. I think he's a fine play if he's playing. Just because he'll get enough targets to be relevant. But well, where did I, you think, see I don't that think it he's was... going to play. He was leaning that he wasn't okay. He didn't practice today, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to go this weekend personally. Right, speaking of bad ribs, we'll go over to Herbert. Are you a little nervous about number one? If he doesn't play, you kind of need to grab somebody, and number two, like if he takes a shot, you're kind of sitting there with a dud at all. If I was playing literally anybody else in the league this week, yeah, I might be nervous, but I think I could literally not <laughs> fill my quarterback position and beat Muller this week. Yeah, I mean, Brady, he literally has gone against two guys whose quarterbacks have gotten injured, so maybe he might malloy you there, but... 
Plus, if if necessary, what I would do if you if you were to ask my opinion, so Mueller, maybe if you're listening, you could do this. I would pick up Marcus Mariota because then it would offset any of the points that Drake London gets. It, it would it would eat into that production against me, you know. So it's almost like they die live together, die together because Drake London isn't going to have a big game unless Marcus Mariota has a good game. So that would be my play if Herbert, for whatever reason, doesn't play. I would throw him on the IR and pick up Mariota. And then Mixon against the Jets. We, we've talked so much about this fucking Bengals yeah. Jets game. He's I, I don't know him. if I don't. McCaffrey can outmatch him, I'd say, but I, I don't know if you'd lose a ton of ground. Then I, I could see this one kind of going either way. Um, he's getting you know twenty plus touches a week. So he's yeah, it's just he's weird. It's involved. kind of the opposite. It's like he's getting a ton of touches and not being efficient, and McCaffrey's getting less and being super efficient, and then they're both literally averaging like the same number. So yeah, it's, it's just a little strange, but. We'll see what happens. I'd say that's kind of a wash-ish, and then obviously I'll give you the advantage, assuming Herbert plays. Saquon against Dallas, I'm a little nervous about just a scoring in general against them, but if there's a guy I'd bet on, I'd take him over Zeke. He's not sharing I think Pollard. he's got the, yeah, the biggest boom potential of the four running backs here. I think he's got the biggest upside, even against a good Dallas defense. It sounds crazy to say I'm about to say this, Bill, and it's going to be the first time you've heard this in probably 10 years. We probably have a better offensive line than the Buccaneers and a better offensive line than the Bengals right now. So I don't expect Barkley to get shut down as well as Ezekiel Elliott was and as well as Najee Harris was. I think he may struggle sorry, not again. But the thing is too like we don't know what the hell to do in the red zone besides give it to him so i i think you just kind of stick with that game plan instead of just watching daniel jones drool all over his color rush jersey so if dable showed us anything he's gonna get 20 touches right so i like him with 20 touches more than i like ezekiel elliott with 20 touches yeah who i I don't even agree there 20 touches but yeah i i love my running backs this week i'm not exactly floored about the dallas matchup because they do have a good defense like you said but he's literally the giants offense it's him and sterling shepherd so oh and richie richie james sorry let, let me not forget the goat rick james so yeah, <laughs> our leading I'm, receiver I'm through two weeks but yeah. yeah let's move on to amon ra again minnesota's secondary is just porous so I expect him to kind of keep it going i like him a little bit more than mclaurin i'd say so I'll, again i'll kind of give you a slight edge there. I, I think he's he going to smack down. around the Minnesota defense. He looks so good. Yeah. Honestly, I'm so high on him. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a smash play. And then Gabe Davis is definitely back, correct? He was practicing today, yeah. Okay. So It was just a walkthrough, but he got hurt in the walkthrough last week. Hmm. So he tweaked his ankle. I, I, I really think the only reason why they kept Gabe Davis out is because, like, they were so confident in – being able to beat the Titans without him, that they're just like, hey, why don't you just rest? Like, they don't want a chance aggregating an injury against a team that they felt they could beat. Yeah, very very possible. And, and Kumaro like slotted in and played just fine for them. I mean, they didn't even need... They they could have gone out there with just Stefan Diggs, an offensive line, and Josh Allen, and they probably would have won that game. You're not really wrong, honestly. And we've been saying all the whole time that we expect points in this game, at least from Buffalo's side, 100%. Mm-hmm. So... I imagine he's a part of that. I 
I maybe like London a little more than Gabe Davis, but I would we'll agree with see. you. I'm, I definitely don't disagree with you there. And then tight ends, we kind of talked about Everett and Friermuth. Like they're both goodish, but I don't really have a, a strong. They're the better of the way. streaming options. Like yeah, I don't think they're going to give you those kind of Mark Andrews, Darren Waller weeks, who are the only two relevant tight ends in fantasy, but. Yeah, I mean, he's fine for me. I think you might have seen I did pick up Evan Ingram, though, this week. Don't play him. I'm not going to play him, but he's getting targeted in Jacksonville, and they did give him some money. So he's like my thought process of, hey, like at least I can maybe play some matchups here with him and Everett, as opposed to having to stream the position every week. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't hate the kind of security blanket, but... It, it will be funny the one time you play him and he does. I'll definitely be chuckling to myself. And then he drops an important fucking touchdown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then let's wrap up with Antonio Gibson. You, you're going with him over DJ Moore. You're completely off the Moore train. I'm not. I'm so over Baker Mayfield, Matt Rule, and Ben McAdoo. I can't stomach what they've done to my boy DJ Moore. So. And no Garrett Wilson, the big free agent signing here? Uh, I don't No, know. not not this week. I think Cincinnati's got a pretty good secondary. He's got to adjust and to it, the Joe Poe offense. He's got to get yeah, some, some practice. I just in. think Gibson gives me the higher floor, which is what I always look for in my flex. Like I think Philadelphia is going to kill Washington, but DeAndre Swift did have a lot of success, him and Jamal Williams against Philly week one. And I do think that Washington... <sighs> I think their offense might be a little bit better than Minnesota's. Maybe? Maybe? I, I don't know. The thing I, is, I don't... you said last week that if they fell behind quick, they were leaning on McKissich. Does that yeah. kind of scare you a bit? or? Now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. but I think I have a plethora of... I, I would think... So here's what... If, if you want to think of who I could potentially play... I think DJ Moore is a play. He plays very good against New Orleans historically, but he's not looking great this year. Uh, Renfro definitely wouldn't play. Jeff Wilson, I think, just gives me... So, yeah, now I'm going to think about this. Now I think I might play Jeff Wilson over Antonio Gibson this week. I love it. I'm an agent of chaos. Garrett Wilson, though, will not be starting his first week. The veterans get the first kind of burn on my team. Okay. A classically run organization but yeah i'll go with you um kind of boring i feel like we're we're in line with a lot of these so and i think that's going to be a problem a bit as kind of the dust settles a bit so we did add this little wrinkle the pick of the week i'll let you go first and just kind of give us your spread pick and then who you're thinking yeah, so the game I'm picking is uh, I'm taking the Chiefs minus five and a half against the Colts. I cannot stress enough how bad Matt Ryan is, how overrated Frank Reich is, and how bad this Colts team actually is. I think Kansas City is going to go into Indianapolis. I don't give a fuck that they're a home dog, which, by the way, Rafs did point out, so if anybody's trying to overthink kind of their bets this weekend nine home dogs and billy when was that the first time 2000 or last time was 2003 yeah nine home dogs this week so i'm saying fuck you ras fuck the colts fuck matt ryan 
fuck Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. The Chiefs are going to shit on them. I think that their defense is going to absolutely overwhelm the Colts' offense, and I think Mahomes is just going to have his fucking way. Yeah, I, I I don't see any issue with that. We'll see. It's just... Anytime someone looks super bad the week prior, like the Colts did, I just kind of always take into account to not totally over-exaggerate going into week two. Cause that's my favorite thing to do, though. Yeah, it's just that's kind of what typically gets me in trouble. They tied the Texans and got blanked by the Jaguars. Come on, Bill. Yeah, it's so ugly that I think my lock of the week is going to be Colts plus the points, just to kind of. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is why you. you wouldn't tell me earlier. <laughs> no, I was gonna, I was gonna do something uglier, but just for entertainment value, I'm, I'm going with the Colts, and then I, I gotta make up some ground here. I think I'm a game behind you here, so let's tie it up yeah. and then head into week three. Yeah, so through two weeks right now, the pick'em record is six and six, Billy, seven and five, me. So it's literally razor thin. And then we'll so, have seven games going into next week with the the pick'em, so should get interesting. Yeah. And then again, we need some sort of punishment. So, so this is now twice, Billy. I just want you to be aware that this is going to be two weeks in a row where Matt Ryan fucks you. <laughs> it worked out well. I I found a, a passion <laughs> project. Yeah. So you you like Matt Ryan and I like Geno Smith. So we're glutton for punishment. Yeah, it'll be good. And um, yeah, that's about it for me. Any last words here? No, I think that I think I'm looking forward to this weekend's matchups and yeah, Garrett Wilson is going to be the wide receiver one for the rest of the year. So good luck, idiots. Let play him. See you later, guys. <laughs> Talk to you. Bye bye.
started crying As I was blowing it up Montgomery forever and ever and ever Now they're blowing it up any drug test you could give me. <clears throat> like an itch, you're a tick. You don't even exist. I understand why you had to ditch me. You fell in love with someone else. Someone else. And a long time ago, I promised that if you were happy, then I was happy. Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> 